sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk. I am Bryce Sparling. Here, as always, is my co-driver, Mr. Matt Ridgeway. Matt, I like that TB12 shirt you're wearing today, man. How you doing? You pumped for the All-Star weekend this weekend? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Mostly to sleep in my own bed, but also to make a part of history. Um, it's a cool experience. Definitely not going to take it for granted, but... Yeah, definitely excited that I'll uh, be sleeping in my own bed for two straight weeks. <laughs> now, have you been, I'm assuming at this point on a Friday, you've already been to North Wilkesboro a couple times, right? You've already been to the raceway or no? Nope. Oh, man. So you haven't even been there yet. Oh. Not not a, not a, I've passed it one time on the side of the highway in my lifetime. I have not been there yet. Um, I'm meeting our crew chief, Chad Johnston. A bunch of us kind of live right here together in the Troutman area. And since um, traffic is expected to be a nightmare this week, be terrible. we're going to carpool. So going to meet my crew chief at the Lowe's parking lot in Troutman. Probably shouldn't give that specific information. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll all ride together over there at 11 a.m. I think we get in at 1, 12.30, 1-ish today. So. Okay. Well, yeah, this podcast will come out after you meet. After you know, this podcast won't come out till like noon, so you'll you won't have the the flocks of fans, you know, <laughs> coming to you trying to get your autograph and everything. So you should be uh you should be good on that, dude. I, I I'll be I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I've seen a couple videos from North Wilkesboro uh, with the revitalization project that's going on there. I've watched you know I've watched some of the racing they've had there this weekend. And a lot of the a lot of the TikTok videos and stuff that I've seen from this upcoming weekend, it almost made me cry, really, uh, because that was that was my first race I ever went to, um, first track I ever went to, first NASCAR race I ever saw was at North Wilkesboro. I was man, I couldn't have been four or five. I was super, really young. We used to live up in North Wilkesboro, and and seeing the revitalization of that track and bringing back all the nostalgia and a lot of the stuff that around the track they kept the exact same. You know, they revamped it, but it's it's very late 80s early 90s feel to the track and dude a wave of nostalgia just just hit me watching some of these videos and it, it instantly took me back to being four or five years old and worshiping guys like you know terry labani bobby labani dale earnhardt senior uh growing up learning my numbers by counting nascar cars and you know it just i, I don't know it was it was it was really neat and something i didn't expect was it being pretty emotional well i i'm glad that you got to talk about it and i wanted to include this segment in the show because a lot of times we get perspective from my point of view but this is a unique podcast where we can probably get more perspective from your point of view just because this track means more to not that it doesn't mean anything to me but i have no experiences here i've never been there in my life like i understand the significance of what we're about to do uh the last time they raced cup cars at north wilkesboro i was yeah, four years old, and now I have a six-year-old son. Oh, so, I man. Mean, I, I, under, I understand that this is huge. It's not, like, lost on me, but I just – I don't have any nostalgic memories to relate to it. So I'm glad that we can kind of get 
more more stories. I'd like you for you to go a little bit more in depth later in the podcast. Maybe tell the story of the last time, whatever you can remember, anything. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I, I can. I have. I have a couple. Uh, I know I was young, but I remember it almost almost step by step. I remember a lot of the a lot of the stuff. So yeah, let's 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 go back to Darlington this past week. I know it's kind of like late in the uh, late in the memory for a lot of the NASCAR fans. I thought it was a good race uh, all around. NASCAR um, Truck Series, Xfinity Series. I thought all three series had good races uh, in, in the uh, in the Truck Series. Christian. Eckes won it, uh, edging out Stuart Friesen just a bit. Tanner Gray, William Byron, Carson Hosevar, Roger Carruth, Bubba Wallace, Corey Heim, and Dean Thompson all wrapped up the the top ten for the truck race at Darlington. I love I love Darlington, man. I think it's just a good track to race on. Do we race there twice, or do we only do we only go there once a year? We race there Labor Day. The Southern Five Hundred is Labor Day week. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Okay, that's good. Darlington's a track that I think deserves two races. Um, I, I think the. Uh, I think the racing is good enough there. On the Xfinity side this past weekend in Darlington, Kyle Larson won it. Kyle Larson had a strong car all year or all weekend long. Won the Xfinity race. Justin Allgaier finished in second. Cole Custer, Austin Hill, Joe Nemechek, Carson Hosovar, Josh Berry, Sam Mayer, and Kaz Gralla rounded out the top 10. I thought Kyle Larson's car all weekend was one of the better cars in both races. And I, I, I think he probably would have won the Cup Series race as well if it weren't for him and Ross Chastain coming together again on Sunday. Yeah, I, you'll have that. I mean, we've seen it before, but uh, no doubt absolutely had the strongest car. I got it. I killed a bug. There's a bug. I, don't <laughs> I, know saw, you I saw you chasing it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got it. Um, yeah, no doubt that, that Hendrick was the fastest team there obviously they wound up winning the race with the wrong car no, no disrespect to William Byron it's not like he wasn't around all day and didn't earn it but uh, I think everyone will agree that had had Ross not Rossed um, Kyle Larson that was probably his race to lose so uh, gotta give him credit though he did win the Xfinity race in controversial fashion probably should have won the cup race um what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way because they, at the end of the Xfinity race, didn't didn't Kyle Larson spin somebody out? Oh yeah, yeah, he wrecked John Hunter Nemechek on the that, last. That's time. right, that's right. I was about—I I know it was only a week ago, but like, I, dude, so much goes on in our lives. Like trying to remember stuff that happened last week is uh, nearly impossible. I remember there was some controversy at the end of that Xfinity race, him spinning someone out. Hunt, John Hunter Nemechek ended up finishing fifth. I, I don't. I don't know if John Hunt Nemechek would have beat out Kyle Larson, but yeah, uh, Larson. Larson. Def- and the thing about that is, is Kyle Larson is not points eligible in that race. He's not a points eligible driver in the Xfinity Series race. John Hunter Nemechek is. And if I'm John Hunter Nemechek, that's what pisses me off. Not the fact that Kyle Larson hit me, spun me out, whatever. Rubens racing. I, I didn't like the move, but I wouldn't have been completely upset about what. What I would have been upset about if I'm John Hunter Nemechek is. I'm racing for points. I'm racing for a points championship or whatever the goofy championship is now in NASCAR, the playoffs, whatever. But I'm racing for that championship in the Xfinity series. Kyle Larson is not. The only reason Kyle Larson is doing the Xfinity races is to get more track time for the Cup Series races. So that is what I would take exception uh, to if, I, if I'm John Hunter Nemechek. Well, he's not driver points eligible. That that is still racing for team points so there still are points on the line for the team that 10 team uh for kyle larson it's just not driver championship points owners championship points 
and manufacturer's championship points he is racing for. So uh, are there... So that 10 car, does that 10 car usually run an Xfinity? Is that, a, is that a full Xfinity series schedule for the number 10 car? I think I think it is. I think it's a rent-a-ride. So it's, okay. I mean, you, you see faces come and go, but nonetheless, it is still racing for colleagues owner points situation. And you want to be in the top 30 on owner's points because it pays a bonus at the end of the year. So, oh, I mean, I it, it, yeah, it matters. Like, it's not insignificant. It's not like he... I mean, he is there only for the experience, but he, while he is there for the experience, he still has an obligation uh, to that team to go get everything he can get. So uh, he certainly did that. I don't, yeah, I don't really have a problem with it. Like, I know if this was Kyle Busch, everybody would be absolutely crying oh, about it. But, or Ross Chastain. Yeah, but, but yeah. because it's Kyle Larson, everybody's fine with it. I think I'd be good with it either way. They're in a race. I expect to see a race. Uh, I don't expect a guy to pull over just because his means less than the other guys like it. We're in a race. I don't care what it's for. It's a competition. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to beat you and no apologies made. So uh, I may, you know, I may be in the, the loan on this, but I, I'm good with it, Bryce. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't mind the move so much. I, I just, if, if I was John Hunter Nemechek, I would take exception to it because Kyle Larson isn't racing for a championship, really. Yeah, and, and, certainly. And this, this goes back to a bigger issue that I have with NASCAR with allowing your primetime premier racers essentially racing in the minor league. I don't like that at all. I don't think that should be allowed. I don't think that should be a rule. You don't see Braves players going to play for the Gwinnett Stripers. You don't sure see... You do. Well, <laughs> you, you don't... Rehab see, assignments. You know, rehab assignments. That's a little... I'm, I would be... I would, I would like that. I would think rehab assignments would be one way to allow these Cup Series racers to go race Xfinity. But on, on a normal schedule, on a, on a normal, healthy Kyle Larson schedule, he should not be racing in the Xfinity Series. You shouldn't see these guys drop down and race in, in the Truck Series. I, I'm, I'm not for it. I don't agree with it. I think NASCAR should ban it. I think they should outlaw it. If they want to go out on like a, a Thursday or Friday and, and do sprint cars at a dirt track or something like that, I'm, I'm fine with that. That's fine, whatever. You can get experience in the seat that way. But I don't think you should have your major league racers or your major league players in NASCAR dropping down to the AAA, the AA, the single A league and going in there and, and playing against guys who, uh, you know, most of them not as talented as, as the major league guys. You don't see that in the NFL. You don't see Tom Brady going back and playing with the, the XFL guys, the USFL guys are going back to high school and, and coming out here at, at Central and throwing touchdowns for the Lions like you know, it's, it's just, I, I don't like it. And I it, it's unique only to NASCAR because it's the only sport in the entire world that does anything like this. You don't see F1 drivers go down to F2, F3, the W Series, or or Formula E and race these guys. They stay at the premier. They stay at the top. They stay at the premier. So I, I, would, I think that's a bigger issue. I would like to see an F1 driver compete in the W Series and see how that goes. <laughs> Could you imagine the storylines? Max Verstappen just laps the field in the W Series. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, that would be a that would be pretty. CNN would cancel F one. Oh yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. I wish I wish the W Series would get more pub. Like it's actually pretty competitive racing. The W Series in Formula E, I, I feel like people sleep on those. I know we're getting off onto a, a Formula One tangent, but dude, the W Series in Formula E are it, it's really good racing. It's really competitive. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I, if it's racing, I'm going to watch it. I don't care. As long yeah. as it's got four wheels and a motor uh, of some sort, I'm going to. And 
is controlled by actual people. I'm not watching an automated racing series where no, I, no, uh, I don't, I don't want that at all. Um, autonomous racings. I'm not. Yeah, doing no, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, otherwise I'll watch it. I'm good with the W series. I wish it was more accessible than it is, but yeah, like, it, it is what it is. So. Speaking of racing, real quick before we get to the Cup Series at Darlington, um, Nurburgring 24 hours. Uh, it went went through the night last night, and it was pitch black and pouring down rain. Very interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, almost every year. Yeah, pretty pretty good. So tune into that. They have 138 cars or 142 cars, I believe, on track. That's um, still or uh, that was to start. That was to start okay. the race. Yeah, so definitely yeah. not still. So there's probably about six or seven cars left. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'll have to tune into that, man. Uh, Nurburgring is one of the coolest, most unique tracks. I'm sure you have done this, Matt. I have never done this. I've never completed a clean lap of the Nurburgring in any sim racing at all, ever, in, in any <laughs> car, in any anything. I've never completed a clean lap. Every, I spent out at least once or twice in that Nurburgring thing. So not to brag on myself, but since you passed me the ball there, um, I am a two-time winner of the iRacing uh, 24 hours of Nurburgring. So both both times in GT4 class, we won it in 2020. We skipped 2021, and then we defended our title in 2022 uh, in our split, winning both races. So yes, I have completed a clean lap at the Nurburgring. It is my favorite racetrack in the world, and I the, winning the I Racing 24 hours of Nurburgring is probably up there in like my life accomplishments. I know That's it's awesome, a video dude. game, but it, most like you said most people can't turn a clean lap there so not no, no just not just to do that but to do it as a team for 24 total hours and win the thing was a huge deal oh it's awesome dude it's the closest either one of us are ever going to get to actually driving on the nurburgring like it is life bucket list as i will drive the nurburgring in something even if it's just one of those rental rides because you know you can show up there just like open track day and rent a car and take it out on the it's a public road no so, Yes, I didn't you know can, that. You can pay. It's like a toll road, just like here. Imagine if, like, every Thursday they opened up Charlotte Motor Speedway, and whatever your car you take there, you're allowed to drive. As long as you sign the, pay their little fee, you sign their insurance waiver, and then you're good to go out on track. You, that's that's you know what, what the Nurburgring does. I think they used to do that. They may have. I don't know. But. I want to say. I I want to say. I don't remember if it was Charlotte, but I do remember there was a NASCAR track around here that like four or five times a year you could pay. It was, it was cheap. It was like, it was like 20 bucks. You could go out there with whatever your daily driver was and drive around the track. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, remember if it was Charlotte or if it was Atlanta, but that used to happen. They used to do that. I, I completely forgot that until you, until you were talking about that. Um, yeah, that's cool, man. I, speaking of those driving experiences, I've thought about doing that Rusty Wallace experience. Uh, I believe it's out at, at Talladega and then getting in one of those things. Uh, in uh, so do the, do this at your own risk, Bryce. I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm not advocating against it. Right. Okay. All my opinion. And I speak for myself only, right. Is I'm not going to get in a, I'm not going to pay you money to drive your car that is running at 60% capacity. Like, I know that's a lot for a lot of people. I know like 150 miles an hour at Talladega for most people is super, super fast. But if I'm not doing 191, 192 on the chip in 
the corners, I'm not interested. They like, top that at 150? Are you serious? They, they have a governor on all of those cars and they control it. So like the more experience, like they can turn it up to different levels. Like you come in with racing experience. They're not going to- I don't have any top. of that. Yeah, but, but you know, if I send my wife Jess out there and pay for her to do this experience, they're going to keep her capped at at a solid 60% of this car. Better, better watch out. Does she listen to the podcast? You better choose no, your words wisely. Definitely not. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. I didn't know those cars were cat. That's a bummer. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's kind of a, a well-known inside. I mean, I don't know if it's, I, I mean, they may tell you, but I'm, I'm yeah. just, for me, that's a, that's a deal breaker. Like I want, I want a 900 horsepower open motor. Bingo. Send me an engine tuner to the track, have it prepped like it will be on race day, and let me go. Yeah, and let me sign a waiver that says I'm not, you know, I, I won't hold you rely, liable for anything that happens to me. Like, turn me loose. Like, anything yep. I do stupid out there, it's my fault, whatever. You know, give me a, give me something that's made of a, a aluminum and tin foil. I'll be fine with that. Yeah. Um, that's uh, a bummer, dude. That's a, that's a bit of a bummer. I've always, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to, uh, Either either drive a either drive a cup car like that or just do a ride along uh, and see if anybody can scare the crap out of me because uh, yeah, I, you know I'm like Ricky Bobby I want to go fast. Uh, it's one of the one of the most fun things you could uh, you could possibly do in a in a car. Uh, over to the over to the Cup Series though, uh, getting off the tangents multiple tangents that's we have, that we have been on Cup Series at Darlington. William Byron wins like you said probably the wrong Hendrick car. Kyle Larson was dominating largely until him and Ross Chastain came to came together again. In it wasn't a malicious move by Ross Chastain. I don't believe it was malicious at all. I think I think Ross Chastain has done some malicious moves uh, in the past on other racers. I don't believe this one was malicious. Was it aggressive? Yes. Was it over aggressive for that point in time in the race? Arguably, but I, I think I think that move this weekend was just a, a hard aggressive move that Ross Chastain get, didn't get to stick. And if it was anybody other than Ross Chastain or maybe Bubba Wallace or Kyle Busch, then the NASCAR media wouldn't have as big of an issue with it. And neither would Rick Hendrick as they do now that it's as Ross Chastain and Ross Chastain has a history, but that's when you build up a history like Ross Chastain has that this, this is what comes with that history. I mean, this is, this is what comes with it. It wasn't a malicious move. It wasn't a, a bad move. It was an aggressive move that didn't work. It took out Chastain and Kyle Larson. And uh, unfortunately for Chastain, he took out one of the bigger names in NASCAR. And, that's, and you hit the nail on the head, right? I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you, Bryce, but that's no, 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 go. If go. Ross Chastain had done this to Kyle Busch, the fans would have been going wild when he got out <laughs> of the park. But because he did it to Kyle Larson, which is probably the second most favorite driver in the field behind Chase Elliott. Yep. I, I would put that, and honestly, I would not put them super separated. I don't know that they released the the vote totals at the end of the year for most popular driver. Chase Elliott wins it every year, and he will for his entire career. That's just, just like his dad. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. and yeah, and in between them, you had Dale Jr. So yeah. it's like I think Dale Earnhardt won it posthumously in 2001, but it went right back to Bill Elliott. Uh, the next year and then straight to junior and I think it was never not junior for the entirety of his career after that and then as soon as junior retired in 17 it became Jason it, it will be for his career yep. so uh, that you know put whatever stock you want in that but Kyle Larson is massively popular 
I know this because we had a run in at Bristol that wasn't even our fault. Kyle Larson wrecked his damn self off of our door and we were basically booed out of the arena. Uh, on our walk home, which was awesome, by the way. I I've never felt I've never felt more like a heel wrestler. When I when I when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a professional wrestler when I grew up, and that was the closest I'll ever get is getting booed out of Bristol Motor Speedway by a drunk redneck for uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson wrecking himself. Oh, and we played it up too. We played it up. Uh, we had a we had a grand old time with that. That's so, why I think NASCAR is doing good this year is they're playing up the rivalry, stuff like that. Like stuff like that should have been in the media. Like I think NASCAR is doing a good job this year of sort of playing that that rivalry kind of tension thing up, even if it's not real, even if it's even if like you said, it's like a WWE, even if they're sort of making it up just a little bit. I feel like NASCAR yeah. is doing a good job this year of, of promoting that. Yeah, they certainly are. I mean, and Ross Chastain is helping. Uh, we have not lost. We're not lost for drama with Ross. Ross Chastain may be the best thing happening to NASCAR right now. Just for like, dude was on Pat McAfee's show. Rest in peace, Pat McAfee's show. Uh, uh, <laughs> but like, when's the last time a NASCAR driver? Let's not get on that tangent because yeah. we both probably feel the same way. Like that. Yes. That's probably the worst thing that could have ever happened to that show. Yep. Ever. Big time uh, still at. Uh, but. When's the last time a NASCAR driver was on, you know, that, like that show's about the NFL. I know it; they cover sports in general, but it isn't an NFL show. And I know yep. we're in the off season and that would never happen. You know, that's not going to happen on Labor Day weekend when we're in the middle of football camps and uh, not spring training, uh, preseason. Yeah, oh, OTAs. Oh, yeah, preseason. All that stuff, like yep. all of that will be going on. But... When's the right last time now, a NASCAR driver's been on a big talk show like that? Like, yeah, that's a, like yeah. Ross Chastain is bringing attention to NASCAR that that NASCAR desperately needs in any form. Uh, right now, no press is bad press if you're NASCAR. So let him let him just wreck every, the whole field every week. Who cares? Like, as long as it gets people talking, that's what we need as a sport right now. But back to your point, if he wrecks Kyle Busch for the lead everybody cheer and we have melon man and everything and instead he wrecked one of the most popular drivers in the sport and he's universally hated this week and that's just what it, that's the ross chastain like you're if you're a ross chastain fan it's you're gonna live or die with him and some weeks you're gonna die with him this is one of those weeks and other weeks you're gonna live with him <sighs> matt I, i'm gonna be honest with you man you're, more, you're you're a Ross Chastain fan. The more races I watch, the more interactions I see with Ross Chastain, the more things I hear from him in the media, and how he just ain't taking you know what from nobody. I know he can be reckless. I I I, I know he's had times in the past where he's he's done malicious things that were stupid. I'm starting to become a fan of Ross Chastain, man. I I you know I I don't have I don't have a dog in the fight. My favorite driver growing up was Senior. I didn't, I didn't switch to a new driver after Senior passed away. I just watched NASCAR because I liked motor racing. I, uh, I, I, like, I, I liked Juan Montoya when he was in NASCAR just because I followed him in F1. I followed him in open wheel. I knew he really didn't ever have a chance of winning a championship, but he was just you know one of my drivers. I cheer for uh, Ryan Priest now because you work for him. If, if you didn't work for him, I'd have no idea who Ryan Priest is. Um, but yeah, you and most of the other fans of NASCAR, <laughs> dude. Our um, driver introduction, cause I hear this small slide side tangent. Our driver introductions every yeah. week, cause like you get booze for like Bubba Wallace, the place erupts in booze. Denny Hamlin erupts in booze. Kyle Busch is starting. It used to be really bad. Like 
Chase Elliott, everybody, like, they announced Ryan Priest, crickets. There's just, <laughs> <laughs> there's no reaction at all. Yeah, people, I mean, and I mean, and that's fine. Like, I'm, we got some cheers at Martinsville when we were on the poll, like, because that was a big deal. And Dover was a big reaction because he's a Northeast guy. That's what I was about uh, to say. Where's Priest I've from? Heard, I, well, he's from Connecticut, but I've, what, uh-huh. he, according to him, New Hampshire is where we're going to hear the Ryan Priest reaction. He said that, um, Joey Logano is usually gets the loudest cheers in New Hampshire. Um, but he said that in, in no exact quote that he's, uh, going to make our crowd reaction at New Hampshire will make Joey his, uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I like it. I like so, it. Definitely. Um, he- uh, definitely looking forward to the Northeast and that's a, you know, a, a short track, but so I'm looking forward to the Northeast because at Darlington, there wasn't a fan that acknowledged the Ryan Priest driver introduction. He did get a shout out on um, on Door Bumper Clear. Was it this week or last week? Uh, they were talking about different drivers paying their way in NASCAR uh, and getting and getting rides and stuff. And yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember I, which host was talking about it, but they were talking about like they're like there's not a lot of Ryan Priests of the world that can work their way up and earn their rides anymore. They said it's you know it's a lot of a lot of their pay pay to pay to it drive. Is. It's a lot yeah. of it's a lot of kids with rich dads and you and every once in a while you'll have a ryan priest you'll have a ross chastain who we just talked about who had to absolutely bust their ass all the way to the top and ross Chastain, like honestly both of those guys i'd put them not far like just the preparation and how bad they want it now track house is in another league than stuart haas racing right now like there's just no nice way to say that the the ford program as a whole is struggling Stuart Haas, I think, is has their own struggles on top of the Ford struggles. It's just, it's not a good situation right now. It's not fun. It sucks to go to a mile and a half and know you essentially have no chance on speed alone. Yeah. Uh, but, but as far as like career trajectories go, very similar. Uh, and I, I don't know why they're not both. Well, I do know why they're not both equally popular because we're irrelevant right now, and and they're not. Um, but if we could get some speed, rattle off a win or two here this year, I think you could get kind of the same fan reaction you get for Ross Chastain and, and Ryan Priest. And and I know people probably don't want to hear this, especially people that are not fans of Ross Chastain. You know, he remi- you know who he reminds me of the way he races? <laughs> Who's that? He reminds me of senior in yeah. the early, in the early nineties. When when senior had a lot of these young guns, and senior was a senior was an older veteran by this time, and he had young guns coming into the sport, and you know essentially teaching them how we race up here in NASCAR. It's it's a little different, but but on on the track, man, Chastain reminds me a lot of senior. A lot of the way he he's just very aggressive. Some some moves stick, some moves don't stick, but he's not going to apologize for trying to win the race. Yeah, uh, and and I I think that's I think that is what's winning me over with Ross Chastain is he is unapologetically himself. And I feel like in the past 20 years for NASCAR, we've lost the characters. We've lost we've lost the individuality. We, we have a lot of these cookie-cutter drivers that are in cookie-cutter cars with cookie-cutter teams and cookie-cutter sponsors, and they're all the same. Like, it's there's no... There's no individuality. There's there's no personalities coming out. There's nothing that separates these guys from each other. And I feel like that's one thing with a, especially a lot of the young guys. I haven't seen it yet this from Ty Gibbs. I haven't seen it this year from Ty Gibbs yet, which which kind of shocks me because I thought he was going to come in and sort of be like a Ross Chastain. But I think that's one thing that Ross Chastain's bringing to NASCAR that NASCAR desperately needs is individuality because we had that in the 90s. 
We had Dale Jarrett. We had the LeBroni brothers. We had Ward Burton. We had Jeff Burton, Daryl Waltrip, Sr., Jeff Gordon. We had all these guys with all different backgrounds and all different characters. And some of them were flamboyant. Some of them were, and, but they were all unapologetically themselves. And I think that's what that's what NASCAR has lost over the past 20 years that I feel like Ross Chastain is sort of bringing back in a small part is these drivers are individuals. This is not a team sport. We don't want to, I, I'm, I mean, some people might want to cheer for a team, but I never did. I didn't, you know, hell, I didn't know who Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s teammate was half the time when, when I was watching the race. I just wanted Sr. to win. So I think that's one thing that, that the Ross Chastain is bringing back is the individuality to to NASCAR. And I, I think that's a good thing, man. I think that's, I think that's a good thing. He's, he's done a lot of good publicity for, for NASCAR for the past two years. Yeah. And, and I, I can't, there's things I can't say out loud that I'm aware of just being privy to inside the industry, but let me just put it this way for anybody who thinks that Ross Chastain is just going to go away or he's going to flame out. Yeah. That's not the case. Like you better decide where you stand now because the dude's stock is continuing to rise. Just signed a long-term deal with Trackhouse. I don't remember how many years it was, but but certainly there, he had other options for sure. Um, and chose Trackhouse, chose to stay at Trackhouse, and and they're, they're going to continue to build on that team in a pretty big way uh, with, with multiple announcements still to come as far as that goes. So... Uh, Ross Chastain's not going anywhere, folks. You better get used to it. You better decide. Whatever you decide now, decide it. Because you're yeah. going to have the next 10 to 15 years to to really hone it in. Uh, Matt, I just saw the Stuart Haas Racing livery release for Kevin Harvick for this weekend. Oh, you didn't know that that was a thing? I, I, knew, I knew it was a thing. I read about it, but I didn't see the livery yet. And I just saw the picture, or I saw the video... Uh, on Twitter that was posted last night. Uh, that's beautiful. That is. Yeah, uh, there's only there's only one huge glaring issue with this, Bryce, and I have to say it because I'm a details guy. I'm sorry. Okay. Death is in the details to me. Okay. That's like going back army train, even before I was in the army and details meant could mean life or death. I was very a detailed guy. I think that like artistic details, just my thing. We paint see scheme. that. We see that on your paint scheme. Yeah. NASCAR, if anybody NASCAR doesn't follow you. Scheme. Yep. NASCAR paint schemes are my thing. Like that's yeah. where I, I'm looking at one right now. Um, <laughs> In-depth analyzing one on trading paints as we speak. Uh, the 29 on the right side of the car is leaning the wrong direction. Oh my God, is on it the, really? On the DEI and RCR cars, the numbers always lean towards the front of the car. So. They lean, on the right side of the car, it should be leaning backwards towards the front of the car. It is still leaning forwards towards the back of the car. The number font is angled left towards the back of the car, and that is incorrect. It is 100% wrong, and I cannot not see that when I look at the car. And I don't, honestly, I'm not gonna speak for Kevin Harvick, because I haven't asked him. I'm not gonna speak for Kevin Harvick, but Obviously, he is aware. He can't not be aware. That's a you want to talk about details. Kevin Harvick is a detail guy. Like a Hall of Fame career didn't happen by just not caring. Uh, surely, Kevin Harvick and RCR, who had to approve this deal, which shout out to Richard Childress for being cool enough to let that number because that team is very protective of that number and that story and that like everything. as well. They should be. That's a, yeah. that's an amazing story. 
Yeah, the truck series team a couple of years ago was going to run that paint scheme, a 29 paint scheme, and RCR nixed it and said, no way, like that, the legacy of that car is not going to be sorry, not, not to be ugly, but you're tarnished right. by a, tr a random truck. Like, you're right. That is pristine. So the fact that RCR would even be cool with letting a 29 run on a, on a Ford uh, w with a different team is speaks to itself of the class of Richard and this whole deal that they're putting together. They really want to do it right. But if they're going through all of that effort, how do they get that wrong? How do they screw up the right side of the car and have the number going the wrong way? I don't know. I'm not going to get fired over it. I'm not going to be the one who says something. There are people on Twitter. I've seen multiple people comment on Twitter like, hopefully that's just the show car version and they get it right for the race car version. I was highly anticipating seeing the real wrap go on the real car, because uh, the one they unveiled that's a show car. That's not the that's not the actual car. Oh, okay. It's okay. a it's a sh in fact it's a uh, uh, next gen Mustang body on a Gen six chassis that's been converted over to look like it's <laughs> not even it's not even remotely close to a real race car. So I'm like, okay, well you know they they got all excited in the concept and wrapped it in a hurry and got it unveiled before it leaked on the internet and they'll fix it before the actual nope they didn't uh first thing i did when i walked in the door on tuesday is look at the right side of that car and see if the number's going the right way and it's not it's going the oh wrong. no leaning towards the back of the car so epic epic ball drop by whoever did that um not naming names don't know don't really want to know because it's not worth my job <laughs> but People tend to take their things personally high up in the food chain when you criticize the job that they're doing. Oh, so I, I won't be that guy, but I'm just pointing out that I can't, me personally, I can't not see the number going the wrong way on the other side of the car. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, looking sorry. At, I'm looking at all the, all the Kevin Harvey cars. I'm sorry I had to ruin that for you in real time. <laughs> oh, man. Now now I can't, now, now I will not be able to unsee that. Now, yes. Yeah, now that now it's stuck in my brain. Now yeah. I've gone down the road of looking at all the early 2000, late 1990 paint schemes. And I feel like these cars just looked were. better. These cars yeah. just looked better. The paint schemes yeah. were better. I mean, there's there's no, there's no right. The 1995 NASCAR was the best lineup in my opinion. Now, it, obviously that was when I was younger and more susceptible to, you know, influence and stuff like that. But, you know, between like, between like <laughs> 95 and 99, I think that was, that was some of the best looking paint schemes and cars uh, that NASCAR has ever had. But yeah, you're right, man. I'm looking at all these, all these old Kevin Harvick. God, you remember the split diffuser cars? I, for, I forgot about those. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Jeez, what a horrible idea. Uh, <laughs> what a stupid. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Nice paint scheme though for this weekend. It looks good. The numbers are in the wrong place though. Still, uh, yeah. gotta, gotta move the middle. Nothing we can do about that. So dumb. It looks. I, <clears throat> I, dude, it, it blows my mind some of these some of these decisions that NASCAR makes. I'm like, oh yeah, these this is a good decision, and then they'll make these where they're, like they're moving the numbers to the front of the car. It looks stupid. Like I, I don't yeah. know. It's that's that's a whole another that's a whole another tangent, whole another podcast, a whole, whole another fixing NASCAR tangent that we don't that, need that's to what do. we ought to do. We don't need the, to do every week in the off season. In the off season, when racing's over, we need to have a <laughs> we need our podcast just needs to switch over to fixing NASCAR. And every couple <laughs> of weeks, we come on here and we talk about how we can fix NASCAR. I think that's a I think that's a that's a good idea, but yeah, so much for Darlington. Uh, William Byron won it. Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson came together, came together. Big controversy. We head on to the All Star Race, which I am so jocked for, man. Absolutely jocked. 
I wish the Xfinity cars were racing in this, but I'm excited to see what the trucks can do going around North Wilkesboro. I've never seen the trucks at North Wilkesboro, so it'll be exciting to see this. I'll walk you through the schedule, and then I'll tell you about my first time at North Wilkesboro when I was a little kid. Uh, tonight, today, today. Uh, garage hours start at 1230 for the Craftsman Truck Series, 1 o'clock for the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, press conferences start at 145 today, Matt. You're going to be in that uh, press conference scrum for Stuart Haas Racing? Nope, I will be working on Ryan Priest's tires, getting them ready. We get four sets when we walk in the door. Two for practice today, two for the race, the open race on Sunday. So only four sets, which uh, after 12 sets last week at Darlington, I'm greatly looking forward to only four sets of tires uh, to start my weekend. <clears throat> so do you get, you get four sets of tires the whole weekend? No, no. So I have four sets of tires initially. If we transfer from the all-star open into the all-star race, I will get four more sets. So uh, like the four car and the 14 that are locked in, they get eight sets today. Um, the, the open cars only get four sets because they won't issue tires that need to be returned. Um, so I, we have to advance for me to get more tires this weekend. And from what I understand, you only you can only put on four sets of sticker tires uh during the all-star race and Correct. and you and have he, you have to like the last pit stop you have to put on something i remember there was another rule there's, somewhere there's a lap lap 100 break yep and you can that is that's going to be a four tire stop for everybody and then you can only put on four tires one more time for the rest of the event that's what it, it does not it, you can do that at your discretion but whenever you do it you're out of tires so now, you're going to see people hold on to the last possible second. Somebody's going to spin out with 10 to go, and someone's going to still have stickers come in from 18th and win the race. Like, it's it's going to happen. And it was very specifically worded in the NASCAR rules, and the yes. only reason I know this is because I, was li I listened to MRN for like five hours the other day. You can only put on four new sticker tires one more time after that. Yes. Sticker tires. Yes. You can put on some scuffs that might you only can have put on your qualifying. Yes. So yeah. theoretically, I could practice on one set of tires today in the 50 minute practice, do my qualifying on my scuffs, which qualifying is just a pit stop. So it'll be less than a lap. Oh, that's, right. Tires. that's right. That's right. I, I can hold those tires over till Sunday and have not sticker tires with less than a lap. in. The, so there'll be all kinds of shady stuff going on <laughs> this week. I don't know, like, I'm not speaking for my crew chief. My, I trust him. That that's his deal. I tell him when we can put tires on, and he makes the decision of what's got. So I'm not saying that that's what we're going to do. I hope I didn't just give away our strategy. Uh, no, just, no. It, it was just, all over uh, PRN or MRN, yeah. whatever it's called. Now it was all over that, yeah. I'm smart enough to figure that out. Every crew chief in the garage is smart enough to figure it out. Um, some will be desperate enough just to trying to make the show, make the car better that – they're going to burn through their stuff. Um, others are going to be more reserved thinking that they have a better chance. Um, like we, I feel like the confidence in the 41 camp is pretty high that we can finish first or second in the open on Sunday. I, I would uh -huh. think, man, I feel like, you, I feel like the Ford package yeah, should run I mean, pretty well, well with Wilkesboro. And it's just with Pre, Priest has, Priest ran the modified race here last year. Like Priest oh. has laps uh, at North Wilkesboro since it's been reopened. And Priest, we've seen what he's did. We should have won the Bush Clash. He was the fastest car in Martinsville. It wasn't even close. Both of those are really, you know, they're short tracks. And we have a short track guy. And 
we've been good enough earlier this year. Uh, like I, I don't want to sound cocky because we're not cocky. We still got to go out and earn it. Like it's not a guarantee. It's confidence. We, we have to go get it. But confidence is pretty high that we have a good shot to win the open. Yeah, yeah. It's it's confidence. I mean, it's not it's not cockiness. We you, you, the Ford Camp and Ryan Priest has proved in short tracks that y'all are competitive. Y'all are a in contention to win these races and i think i think north wilkesboro should lend itself to you know exactly ryan priest's driving ability and, and the car's exactly. ability yeah yeah that's, I, how I, we feel. that's all we feel I mean, yeah. it's not it's not oh we got this but it's like this this should favor us the situations the weather you know not the weather conditions i'm using that as just a um what's the word i'm looking for just a comparison like oh yeah the the conditions are favorable for us um, this weekend, we think going in, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm right there. You don't with know until you know. I feel the same way. Uh, practice for the trucks is at 3:05 today on FS1, uh, and then practice for the Cup Series car at 4 o'clock on FS1. Qualifying is tonight on FS1 at 5:45. It's the All Star Pit Crew Challenge, so you won't. It won't be on fastest lap times. It'll be on fastest pit crew time, which. I love that, man. That's, that's something yeah. different. That's it's something different. different. And this yeah. for All-Star Race is a perfect time to do stuff like this. If you no. want to make up all the gimmicks you want in All-Star Weekend, like I, nope. it doesn't matter. I, it's We're here to play the game. Whatever game you make up, we're here to play it. Yep, yep. And then we flip the a page over to Saturday. We have qualifying for the trucks at 10.30 a.m. That's a normal qualifying. They will, they will, they don't do the, uh, they're not doing the pit stop. Correct. This is a regular guys. race for the truck series. This is oh, I didn't know that. This is not an all-star race for the truck series. Oh. This is a points paying race weekend. So it's everything for the truck series. It's normal procedures. Oh, it's cool. only Xfinity's off and it's only the cup series that we have our, our own special deal this weekend. Oh, that's neat. I didn't know that. That's that's, pre that's pretty <clears> cool. Um, and then the trucks will race at 1.30 at the, on the Tyson 250. That is on Big Fox. And then at 7.20 tomorrow night, we have all-star heat race one on FS1. And then right after that, on uh, 8.15, we have All-Star Heat Race number two on FS1. And then on Sunday, we have the All-Star Open at 5.30 on me. FS1. That, that's weird. I, I find this very weird. And then at 8 o'clock on Sunday, we have the All-Star Race. Why the hell are both of these on FS1 and not Fox? But the Truck Series race in the middle of the day at 1.30 is on Fox. Yeah, what? clearly, clearly baseball is on Fox on Sunday. I don't know. What, what, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing, NASCAR? Oh no! What have we been doing? I don't know. Why? Oh my God! This don't is the All Star race at North Wilkesboro. We haven't raced there in years. Why is this done, on FS1? I have done nine. Uh, this is race thirteen on the year, and the I have eliminated the word "why" from my vocabulary because there's never an answer that makes any kind of sense or that's going to make the situation better. Yeah. Just. Just no. roll. I don't. I just don't even think it anymore. I, not only do I not say it, I don't even think it because who cares? That goes, that goes back to our text message thread about it, last week. That's yeah, like why? It's not why? Yeah. yeah, stop asking why. That's that's yeah. why. Stop asking why. Why did NASCAR call a penalty that was unclear on the one to go, so we couldn't even fight it? Like I, I don't know. All so I can do, all I can do is send you the picture of us pitted inside our pit box and say, nah, they got that one wrong." So. That's that's frustrating, dude. Um, so yeah, my, my first experience, my first ever race that I ever went to was in 
93 or 94 at North Wilkesboro. I don't remember what year it was, um, but it was it was either 93 or 94. So so we get there. It rained all week. It, it you know it's it's spring in the south. It rained all week. We get there. My did my did my stepdad have the IROC at that point? I want to say he had the IROC Z at that point. I think he had a 1992 IROC Z. Did he have that or did he have something else? I don't remember. Um, but we drove there and we got stuck. So we, we drive, you know, this is, we all, you all parked in grass. It was just grass and a little bit yeah. of gravel everywhere. I, I um, think it's still that way. So, so we park and we initially get stuck. We can't go, we can't go anywhere. We didn't even fully get into our parking space. We just left it. We, we got there. We immediately got stuck. As soon as we got into the track, we just left the car there. Um, and we went in, we went into the, to the motor speedway. I, I still remember the smell, man. One of the, one of the most distinct things about NASCAR is the smell. And North Wilkesboro had a very, very distinct smell. All tracks did. It smelled like a combination of burning rubber, uh, bio, vomit, gasoline, beer, and beer, and Marlboro Reds. And that is one of the most distinct smells. I can still, I, as soon as I smell it, I can tell you exactly. I flash back immediately to North Wilkesboro. I expect it will be no different this weekend. Bro. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be nostalgic smell. It'll be immediate nostalgic smell. We sat on turn three in a grandstand that looked like it was made in probably 1962 uh, by a blind man and his son, who probably was also deaf. Uh, the the thing every time they'd come around when, at the start of the race when, it, when they were still packed up, every time they started the race when they'd come around and a restart or whatever, I swear to God, I thought those stands were gonna just fall apart. Bucko. <laughs> I, I thought everything was just going to fall apart and that we didn't have scanners back then. Like we didn't have headset scanners. We had a little portable radio that we would hold up to our ear. Both, both my stepdad and I both had a little portable radio that had a speaker on it and we would, we would turn it on and I don't remember if it was MRN or PRN, whatever, whatever it was called back then. Cause I think it changed names. It was. No, there's two, two separate entities. PRN really? and MRN are two different. It's like Fox and NBC for a radio. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it'll always be on your same channel, but different companies have different races. So if it's a PRN race, you'll have one set of announcers. If it's an MRN race, you'll have another set of announcers. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense because growing up, I always remember MRN, the yep. Motor Racing Network. And and I was listening when the season started this year, uh, I was listening to it on, on my radio and it was PRN. And I was like, do they change names? Like, why would they change? I didn't know there was two different companies. Okay. No, just two companies. Okay, um, MRN is what we used to listen to. That, that was always, it seemed like they were always on. But yeah, you'd have the, you'd have the radio kind of shoved into your ear like this, listening to MRN, trying to get updates from the, from the pit lane. One of the best things, I remember this clear as day, the best thing that happened in the entire race, I was a huge Dale Earnhardt senior fan, big senior fan. I hated Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon was the anti, a big Gordon fan, loved Jeff Gordon. Gordon crashed out in like the first 20 or 30 laps of the summit of the race, finished dead last. And it was the greatest thing all day to see that uh, that Rainbow Warrior pull in to pit road and have to park his car. I don't think Senior finished. I think Senior might have finished in the top 10. I know he didn't win uh, the oh, the Miller car. Who drove the Miller car back then? Uh, number two Miller car. Uh, we get there. Rusty Wallace. Rusty there Wallace. you go. Rusty Wallace won it. Yep. Uh, Rusty Wallace won the race. Uh, I don't remember where Senior finished. I think he was in the top 10, but he, he wasn't competing for the win. Gordon finished last. It was great. I remember getting a hot dog and dropping it. The hot dog was only like $1.50. And I had a hot dog loaded up, mustard, ketchup, everything. Dropped it all over my pants, all over my shorts and everything. Um, I cried. I cried after I dropped the hot dog because I was a fat kid. Still am a fat kid, kind of. 
Um, but I dropped the hot dog and my stepdad went and bought me another one. We got one of those. Do you remember those big souvenir cups that they used to sell? Like, like oh, yeah. they sell. Like, so we got one of those, and it was like of the most random. I don't remember. I think it was like a Rick Mast or something. It was like one of the most random drivers ever. It was a huge souvenir cup, and all they had was one. It was like it was either Rick Mask or Wally Dollenback or I don't know. It was a super random driver because I wanted uh, I wanted senior obviously, and they didn't have any seniors left. So we got we got one of those random things. We stopped off. I don't know why I remember this. We stopped. You remember the haulers? I don't. They still might have these, but outside the track, they would have like hundreds of haulers that sold just random stuff. Whether it was you know T-shirts, hats, scanners. Um, I used to always go and buy little Hot Wheels cars. I used to go buy Hot Wheels cars, and I got a Benny Parsons Hot Wheels car, a, wh- a white Benny Parsons car. Why I remember that, I have no idea. I still have it. My kids still play with it, but it's just just a little Hot Wheel. I got a Benny Parsons, and I think I got a I think I got a uh, Kyle Petty that day too. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. No, that would have been before he was hot. Well, I don't know. No, I think he was still Melly Yellow back then. Yeah, he may have been. So, all right, you ready? I looked it up, right? So, you ready for? Yes. Uh, are you ready for the date? I, yes. Because I have, I have zeroed it in by the information you have given. Okay. That was April eighteenth, nineteen ninety three. Rusty Wallace won at North Wilkesboro, race number seven. Uh, he started in ninth place, finished first. He led 120 laps, so pretty dominant run. Wow. Um, coincidentally enough, I don't know if you went later in the year uh, because that they raced North Wilkesboro twice. Uh, but you said it was raining. It was spring in the south. It was spring, yeah. So that's the April race. He also won uh, in October of the same year. So Did he really won, he won both North Wilkesboro's in '93. Oh wow. But yeah, that's yeah April 18th, 1993. For context, I would have been. 18 months old i was almost four i was almost <laughs> four there yeah it was I, dude it was I, it was cool it was, it was a cool experience it was a cool race we had to get no you know what i remember the car now it wasn't it wasn't the black eye rock z it was a it was a 1989 golden honda accord i don't know why i, just, I don't know why i just remembered that but it was a 1989 golden honda accord uh with maybe like a a, a v1 i think it had one cylinder um, little, little putt, putt. but we got it stuck. We we got there immediately. The first thing we did was got the Honda Accord stuck. We had to get it towed out. Somebody, you know, back then, I it might. I'm sure. I'm assuming it's the same crowd now. But back then, everybody. Oh yeah. All the NASCAR crowds, super helpful. A couple guys got us to push out. Um, was that the no? There was there was one race I remember. A guy fell out of a ragtop Corvette when we were leaving because he was so <laughs> drunk he fell out of the. But I think that was Atlanta. I think that was a couple years later in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, that was that was my first ever experience in NASCAR. I was hooked. I was instantly hooked. You, I came home, and I remember taking a shower after we got home and getting all the rubber off my face because, you know, back then you could stand right up against the fence because it was it was super safe. You know, it, you could stand right up against there, and I got I had rubber all over. It was awesome, man. It was it was cool. I, I didn't get uh, I didn't get into like buying a bunch of the shirts until I was a little bit older, like around six. But um, yeah, that was my first ever first ever experience at a NASCAR race, and it was uh, I was hooked ever, ever since then. I've been hooked on uh, on motorsports. Well, that's freaking awesome. I'm glad that you get to. I wish I could get you up here. I mean, it's the hardest ticket of NASCAR to get. Like they yeah. already, they send an email at the beginning of the year saying, "Don't even ask." Like it's not. It, it ain't gonna happen. I'm I'm hoping that they continue to race there. Um, mm-hmm. and in like like three or four years, it's a normal points race. Uh, yeah. And and hopefully the nostalgia has died died down for a lot of people. And and I, I'll I'll go up there and see it because I man I. 
I'll be honest with you, dude. If I, if I go to that race, I'll, I'll as soon as I step into the gates, I'll probably start crying. Or when I park or something. Um, yeah. It was NASCAR was a really big part of me growing up and being a little kid, and that was uh you know I I, I loved I loved motorsports as a little kid. So um yeah, it was pretty. I'd love to take my kids there. I'd love to take my kids there because I think that's a that's a very unique track. Um, you know, I want there. Yeah, I is. want I want my kids' first experience at a racetrack to be at a small track. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't want I don't want immediately want to take them to Talladega because I think they get bored. Like you can't yeah. see what's going on at Talladega. Yeah, in the it back needs to be like a Bristol or a Martinsville. Like, yeah, it needs yeah. to be loud cars all coming by you all the time. Like it, it needs to be attention getting for sure. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I think I think Martinsville. I, I'm trying to plan a trip up to Bristol for the fall Bristol race. I told Emily that would be the ton of stuff to do in Bristol, Tennessee. Great family vacation up there for the weekend. So uh, not going over well. Um, still, try, <laughs> still trying to convince her, but not not going over well. So we'll You've see. You've got gonna, time. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I want to get it up there. But yeah, uh, so this weekend at, at North Wilkesboro, dude, I, I can't wait to watch y'all. Honestly, I, I'm so excited for all this racing. I'm going to North Wilkesboro. I equate this to, to other people who want to understand it. I equate this to Augusta National. When the Masters tournament plays, this, this is... That's how I treat North Wilkesboro. It's that special to me. And I, I, every I've watched Flow Racing all weekend or, or all week. All everything they've had on Flow Racing, every time they've turned on any type of racing, I've watched at North Wilkesboro. So um, I, I know it. I know it doesn't matter points wise for y'all, but I, I'm so excited to a watch it, to b know you're involved, and to c know that Ryan Priest should have a really good shot at winning winning the race uh, Sunday night at eight o'clock on e, on FS1 because I don't know why I don't know why it's on FS1, but. I'm excited. I'm super excited. I am too. I'm ready to go. I got, uh, I'm going to go get a shower here and probably grab a bite to eat. And then I'm going to be getting dressed and getting ready, like immediately following this. So it's, it's game time. Almost. Awesome. Awesome, dude. I'm, I'm Jack. Take a bunch of pictures, man. Um, take a bunch of pictures. Uh, I, I can't wait for your story next week. I, I, I can't wait for the, uh, for the podcast next week here. He'll all, hear all your adventures about North Wilkesboro. You got anything? Uh, got anything else, man? No, it's, it sounds like we may have an on-location uh, podcast next week because it said with the the traffic situation, I may still be trapped there on Thursday <laughs> or Friday when we record. So uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, it wasn't good in '93. I don't expect it got any yeah, better. No, that's what I'm. I'm in a so all of the tire guys in NASCAR are in one group chat on an app. And oh, there's very few of them that have ever been to North Wilkesboro. But the first comment this weekend was, just so y'all know, traffic was bad in 96. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Traffic. It's not Honestly, going to be better. I'll be honest with you, Matt. I've never been to a NASCAR track where traffic wasn't horrendous. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been hit and miss this year. There's been a couple of places that are really good flow, especially for competitors on getting us out of there. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm going with guys that have been doing this for a long time, so they know the spots. That's true. Uh, That's true. And, they know and, the and, spots, and they know the back roads, the routes. But and to be fair, when I was going to NASCAR races, it was at the peak of NASCAR. It was it was late '90s or you know all through the '90s and early 2000s when they were packing, you know, 300, 400, 500 thousand people into the in, into the grandstands every single weekend. So the a little bit bigger crowds, but um, the crowds have been pretty good this year, man. I, yeah, I, I will say I'll, I'll wrap the podcast up with this. This has been the most exciting NASCAR season that I have watched uh, in a long, long time of watching NASCAR. This is one of the most exciting starts to the season, uh, and I hope it continues. I know the playoffs are going to ruin it near the end, 
Um, but I, I hope it continues because this has been a really good season for NASCAR. Uh, and I, I hope they I hope they market it appropriately, appro- appropriately. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Um, but for uh, but for Matt Ridgway, I am Bryce Farling. Watch uh, watch North Wilkesboro this weekend. Cheer on Ryan Priest. And hopefully next week we are talking about a victory for the Stuart Haas racing team. We will see you all next week. Same time, same place.